Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, contributor at NinerNoise.com. Um, and, well, <laughs> man, 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 uh, this is uh, a weird, weird one uh, to do. Obviously, we've been doing these reaction pods. Um, soon after the game, uh, in the preview, you know, for the first couple of years, we were doing everything kind of all at once, once a week. Uh, but it made sense after a while to split these up. And this one's probably the weirdest and the most difficult, uh, reaction pod so far, because I, I mean, (sighs) the Niners did pretty much, pretty much exactly what we wanted. Um, what we wanted the team to do um in in that they went out and they they took out a, a, a inferior opponent you know the the Seahawks who have who've been like the bane of their existence they beat them by 20 points the seven points the Seahawks did score was on a blocked field goal under a weird circumstance um so the the Niners defense didn't give up any points for the whole game. Uh, the Seahawks looked pretty inept on offense. Um, but yet, um, and so the Niners, you know, they're one and one and, and the whole division is one and one. And it's, it's weird in that regard. But yet the only thing that a lot of people can really focus on is the fact that um, Trey Lance is done for the year. Um, broke his ankle. Also, apparently, tore some ligaments in his ankle. Um, had surgery uh, today, as we're recording this Monday evening, following the the, the twenty seven seven victory over the the Seahawks. But you look at it and you go, okay, well, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good thing that the Niners decided to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around, who came in um, in the first quarter, end of the first quarter, uh, played pretty pretty well, thirteen of twenty one, one hundred fifty four yards. Uh, the one touchdown, um, also scored a rushing touchdown on a QB sneak, uh, to kind of seal the game there at the end. 
Um, the Niners running game was really good. Jeff Wilson, 18 carries, 84 yards. Uh, Debo Samuel, four for 53. Although it's really one for 51 and, and three for what negative or three for two. So <laughs> that's not so great, but nonetheless, uh, Ty Davis price, uh, 14 carries 33 yards. Uh, he had one for 20. So then it's again, similar kind of thing, uh, 13 for 13. So not great beyond that, but, um, good game from Brandon. Ayuk, five catches, 63 yards. Uh, Debo had five catches, 44 yards. Uh, the touchdown goes to Ross Dwelly on his only catch of the day. It, you know, the team looked pretty good. Um, the offense was, was really humming, but the, I mean, the, the, the thing is like, while they sort of got lulled into, into sort of, if things slowed down, let's just say after the first quarter, I think the Niners had something like 145 yards of total offense, uh, during the, in the first quarter with, with Lance under center. And then things just kind of lulled. Now they didn't, they didn't really get the job done there. They only scored six points. Uh, on two sh- relatively short field goals, 20 yards and 33 yards from, from Robbie Gold. Um, and they got their first touchdown when Garoppolo came in, in the, uh, early in the second quarter. Um, and they would go on to score three more touchdowns with Garoppolo out there. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they were racking up yards and they did have some interceptions from the defense that, that changed that. It was really um, interesting in that regard. But... I mean, it's disappointing, right, on a lot of levels. First of all, you hate to see it for this young quarterback, um, especially given the way that the plan was, was working out for him, which was basically a redshirt year last year, say for those two two starts in the half of uh, a game that he played, ironically, against the Seahawks as well. Um, and then, you know, this was supposed to be the season where he was going to uh, have enough talent around him to... Uh, maybe struggle a little bit, maybe get some of the work out some of the kinks of being a first year starter, but the team was going to be good enough to make up for some mistakes. But now that's going to get pushed to next year. And um, as I've seen a couple of people say, um, he's a first round draft pick, which means that the Niners have a fifth year option, but they have to make that decision at the end of next season. So they'll be making that decision. And I, I, I imagine um, they'll be doing it one way or the other because the fifth year option is going to be cheaper than what's re signing him to a long-term extension would be, um, for sure. But it'll be based on theoretically, if he comes back next year and plays the whole year, uh, 17, what, um, 20 games and a quarter, uh, 20 and three quarters of, a, of games of football. And then whatever happens in the playoffs next year, suppose if they, you know, supposing they get there, um, yeah. So that, I mean, that's the frustrating part. It's not necessarily, um, that Garoppolo is not good enough to take this team with this defense. That's currently one of the best units in the NFL and this group of, of, uh, offensive skill players, which is still even rounding into form is, uh, George Kittle has yet to play and they keep losing running backs, uh, which we'll get to more in just a second, but, uh, they, you know, the job has been done um, and the, the team is well set up. And so in that regard, if Garoppolo can play like as well as he had um, as he has in, in other seasons, you know, take 2019, for example, when they went to the Super Bowl, if he plays like that, this team is probably good enough to, to be a contender, but 
it does bring up a lot of questions for for that and as well. Um, I was listening to the to 49ers talk podcast as well, and um, the the question that just kept coming up there was, what happens if Garoppolo leads this team back to the NFC Championship game or to the Super Bowl, or what if they win the whole thing, right? Then what do you do? What, it, what <laughs> you just let him walk and and it, it's we're the, the the fact of the matter is we're doing this again next year, right? Um, now that's one of the, the other downsides to this whole thing is that while Grappolo won't be under contract, um, with the Niners as of this point next year, there's going to be just all these questions about, do you resign him just in case Trey's not ready to go or, or what do you do? Or, I mean, cause the likelihood is if he plays well this season, even if they don't get back to the NFC championship game or they don't win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl or whatever, he's going to have some suitors. There's going to be some teams out there looking for a, um, a veteran option, you know, some team that's going to be at the top, picking at the top of the draft and um, is going to be looking to replace uh, whatever veteran stopgap play, player they had in in place. Maybe the, the a team wants to bring Garoppolo in as the as the the bridge quarterback, and maybe he's not interested in that. Or maybe he plays well enough, and somebody is like, "All right, well, we'll sign him to three to to be our starter for the next three years." He's still. 30 years old, 31 years old by the time the season starts next year. I don't know. It brings up a lot of questions, but um, look, this was a, a, re- a really good performance from the Niners, especially the defense. They held the Seahawks to 36 yards rushing, um, just 216 total yards. A um, couple sacks from Nick Bosa, who had a great game, um, adding to his uh, defensive totals for the year. Talano Hufanga, another great game uh, from him at the safety position. Uh, Traverius Ward and uh, Tashawn Gibson both with interceptions. Uh, Traverius Ward's was on a um, halfback pass uh, in the uh, in the red zone, which is not something that you usually see very much of. Uh, as the team is driving down the field, um, you generally don't expect uh, for uh, a team to make that kind of decision um, at that point. But uh, they did, and and Ward took advantage of that opportunity. So um, there we go. Um, yeah, at, at, the, at the 49ers 8, I uh, was trying to remember where it was, but uh, Dallas, DJ Dallas, the running back, throws the interception uh, and then makes the tackle of Ward at the 49ers 9. So there we go. Uh, or at the 7, sorry. But um yeah, good, great, great performance from the defense. I think that's really what this is going to come down to. Uh, if this defense can continue to perform, and um, all expectations at this point is that they should be able to, um, and that they should be able to continue to get healthier. Uh, Jimmy Ward back eventually uh, somewhere along the way. Uh, slides in next to Hufanga, um, which will be at a, 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 the way that Hufanga is playing a top safety duo. Um, eventually, maybe get somebody like uh you know Jason Brett back. I think the defense is going to be in really good shape as you know provided they stay healthy. Um but the offense can't seem to see stay out of its own way in that regard. Uh Lance is out obviously for the year, uh, but the team also announced that uh Ty Davis Price is going to miss probably 4 to 6 weeks with that dreaded high ankle sprain. I remember we spent all of the 2020 season I feel like talking about high ankle sprains. Um so that thing is back. Uh, so the 49ers running back room is basically Jeff Wilson. Um, and um, that's about it as far as players with <laughs> with extensive uh, time in this offense. Of course, we talked about Marlon Mack 
um, I think last time, and I wrote something about Marlon Mack last week. So he'll look for him to get into the mix, I would imagine, um, pretty soon um, as far as being uh, elevated from the practice squad, put on the regular regular roster. I'd imagine that's going to happen this week when they put uh, Davis Price on IR, which is where I would expect him to go uh, with that four to six week range. Uh, but also, you know, Jordan Mason, rookie, he's got a chance now, right? He's the he's the one other than Wilson, Jeff Wilson, who's been around the longest in terms of uh, running backs on this team. So Davis Price got, you know, a lot of carries, 14 carries, as I mentioned last week. Um, and, uh, it, you know, Wilson also out there a, a pretty large amount. Um, Jeff Wilson, let's see, it looks like. 37 snaps for Wilson and um, 30 for Ty Davis Price. So pretty good balance there. So if that continues, then Wilson continues to get, you know, in the 30 to 40 range, uh, depending on how many (laughs) offensive snaps they have. They had 76 on the day. Um, Or, you know, then we're going to start to see, you know, Jordan Mason possibly getting out there, Marlon Mack getting a chance to, to get in there. And obviously we'll probably see some, some running back, um, some running backs uh, come in to be added to the the practice squad or maybe to the active roster, depending on what the the, the plan is with that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to really talk about this game in any great detail, simply because it's it's so concerning um, about where it's going to go. Um, but before I say any anything else, want to take a quick little break before we go any further. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. Um, 
you know, so on, on some levels, it, it's it's good to talk about this as a positive. You know, the Niners have had really bad luck against Seahawks uh, throughout Shanahan's uh, tenure here so far. Um, they even lost them twice last year at, on a bad Seahawks team. Um, Peter and I talked about this um, for the preview uh, over the weekend, and <clears throat> you know, it's it was some fluky stuff, and that was sort of the thing that we expected if the if the Seahawks were going to be able to stay in this game, that it was going to be fluky stuff. And, you know, by and large, we were kind of right about that. They only scored that one touchdown on the block field goal um, where, you know, they returned it 85 yards for a touchdown. But other than that, their offense didn't really do anything. Um, In fact, nothing at all. In fact, their offense uh, from an expected points um, point of view um, was, was all negative, negative work there. A total, um, negative 16.39 according to pro football references uh expected points summary here um so not great uh their defense obviously other special teams obviously added some points but beyond that nothing nothing really there and um it was it was just a, a, a not a great game for the for the seahawks they didn't help themselves out 10 penalties 106 yards the niners who had real struggles with penalties last week against the bears really cleaned that up just one uh penalty for 26 yards it was a um defensive pass interference on Emmanuel Mosley. Um, but they you know, did pretty well. They were, they held onto the ball, had the ball for over 38 minutes. Uh, Seahawks couldn't do anything with it. Only had the ball for 21 minutes. Um, and you know, while Geno Smith was okay, he was still pretty efficient. He didn't really do a whole lot with the ball. Um, 24 of 30, 197 yards. Uh, but by and large, it was just their, their inability to get the running game going and then, of course, as they fell further and further behind as the game went along, you know, they're down 6 nothing almost immediately. Um, and then when the second, you know, a couple minutes, less than four minutes into the second quarter, they're down 13 nothing and uh, showing no no real signs of, of activity. And that was um, where they got themselves, kind of shot themselves in the foot because they gave up that uh, that touchdown to, to Dwelly in the ensuing, pl- the ensuing uh, drive. They they give up the the ball uh, with a with Geno Smith's interception by Deshaun Gibson um, three plays later, and then you know the Niners don't immediately score, but um, they have that. And the next Seahawks drive is the the DJ the DJ Dallas interception, and the Niners do take advantage of of that. They you know drive it all the way down the field um, and score um, from the one yard line by uh, on, by Kyle Uzcheck, and at that point the game was over and they had absolutely no, they weren't running the ball effectively at that point um, through the, up to the, that basically with about a minute and a half left to go in the first half. And um, they, they weren't going to attempt to, they, they didn't really attempt to get it going from there. Um, just kind of looking through <clears throat> their drives from there on out. Um, well, there was the blocked extra point. Um, let's see. The only real drive they had two drives of in the in the third quarter. One was a three and out. Um, and in fact, they were both three and outs, and they ran the ball twice. Um, and they, they they played. They had six six offensive plays in the in the first in the in the third quarter, and only in two of them were runs. Um, and, and then at that point, of course, they're they're not going to attempt to run the ball, and they really only had the ball twice more um, from there. So. It was just one of those things. This is clearly not a good Seahawks team. Uh, last year was, or last week, that win against the 
the the Broncos was was an aberration, or at least appears to be an aberration. But really, if you look at their offensive output from from week one to week two, from the Seahawks' point of view, it, it's not really massively different. They got more out of their running game, of course, but the the numbers are are pretty much more or less the same. Um, if if you if you look at them. Uh, last week against the Broncos, uh, they had 253 total yards. This week, they had 216, 177 pass yards versus 180 against the 49ers, 76 rush yards versus the Broncos versus 36 against the Niners. So there you go. I mean, that pretty much tells you all they need to know. They gave up a lot of yards. The Broncos last week, 433 yards, uh, just 373 yards against the 49ers, but 189 of those are on the ground. Um and of course, by the time, <laughs> by the time the the second quarter was was you know about halfway through, the game was at, at the game at thirteen nothing. Kind of felt like it was over, um, like there wasn't going to be a whole lot that the that the Seahawks could do. And as soon as it was twenty to nothing, you know, at halftime, it was it's just like okay, well that 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 pretty much does it. Um, and and it was it was accurate, but um, so I I don't think that the if you look at the two games, it was just the the Broncos losing last week to the Seahawks was more about the Broncos, said more about the Broncos to me than what it said about the Seahawks, who've been pretty much consistent right there so far through two games. They've been the same team. Um, you know, if you look at those numbers, it's the same uh, the same team, and the Niners were able to take advantage of it in a way that, that the Broncos couldn't. Um, Broncos did get a win last week, and we'll talk about them more in the preview because they're coming up uh, as the Niners next opponent um, on Sunday night. But um, it's, it's interesting to see how this is going to play out. Um, And obviously the biggest thing at this particular point, uh, the biggest question is what, what version of Jimmy Garoppolo are we going to get for the rest of the season? Cause it, it appears uh, to me that the, the defense is at least as good as it was in 2019 and maybe has potential to be better. Um, and and the skill position players are more significant. I think that having Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk is going to be really helpful. And once George Kittle hopefully gets himself back up to, to ready to play, and hopefully he'll be ready to again to go against the Broncos, then we're going to be in I, I think in good shape. But it, it will all come down to you know whether or not Garoppolo can maintain um, if he gets into his own head um, and starts making some mistakes, then he's going to put his defense in a difficult position and that just can't be what he is. So that's going to be the thing to watch for the, for the remainder of the season. Um, But uh, as I said, I I wish that that this could have been all about like, you know, the dominant offensive performance with that the 49ers looked like they were heading uh, towards, um, on on Sunday and just overall, you know, beating their division rivals who've largely had their number by by twenty points. And that should be good, and I and I'm and I am excited about that, and I'm excited about what the what the defense has shown through two games this year. You know, take out the fourth quarter against the Bears, which was a massive thing, but still, um, outside of that, they've shown that they can shut down you know teams that are not as skilled as them and. So the the Broncos game in that regard will be a, a, a tough test because they got some they got some players uh, on the offensive side of the ball, but it'll be all about what the defense can do and um, but the unfortunate cloud that hangs over this win and and will hang over really the rest of this season is the sort of lack of 
the the loss of the of another year in in Trey Lance's NFL life, and hopefully he'll uh, he'll be able to recover. And the 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 only good news here is that um, I, I think if there is a silver lining to this, um, it's it's really that it happened early enough that you know hopefully Trey will be able to recover, and he won't have to spend all of the off season. Um, rehabbing. Uh, if this were later in the year, uh, there's a, a better chance that he might have had to um, that that his off season would have been only about rehabbing, and and that would not have been been good at all. Um, so I I think in that regard, if there is a again a silver lining, a, a benefit, this this might be it. So um, we'll see. Um, we'll see how this goes and, and kind of move forward, but, uh, looking forward to, to seeing what, 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 what happens throughout the rest of this year. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next thing, but, uh, got a couple of, of other things coming this week. Uh, this is, uh, just, just wanted to, to kind of recap some, the, the, the game and, and look forward to and enjoy it a little bit as much as, as much as possible. Um, but ultimately, you know, looking forward will be about what we got uh, coming up for the rest of the year. We do have a special, uh, special episode coming up um, uh, later in the week, and then uh, we'll have uh, the 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 regular preview pod for week number three. Peter will be back with me to talk about that. Um, but until then, uh, we again appreciate you for listening, and and thank you for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Uh, as always, please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And of course, shall it, share it with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. <laughs>
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.